A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Kei te whakarongo mai koe ki tō tātou au horihori. He hōtaka e pānakia papa tuanuku tangaroa me ranginui. You with our changing world on Radio New Zealand National. And now, University of Otago psychologist Liana Machado is collaborating with a nutrition department to find out if certain kinds of food could serve the dual purpose of being good for our hearts and good for our brains. Alison meets up with Liana, research assistant Laura Thompson, and master student Phoebe Nildoza-Drake to find out about the study that's underway at the moment. My background has been in studying uh, what goes wrong with the brain, to be honest. But over the last uh, four or five years, we've started to look into methods by which people might be able to improve their brain functioning. So we've been focusing so far on lifestyle choices, exercise, as well as now we're running an intervention related to dietary function. The intervention itself is actually being run by uh, the human nutrition department, Catherine Black in human nutrition. But she invited us on board to assess cognitive functioning. They're looking more at heart health, and we're looking more at brain health. Okay, and this is where you come in? This is part of your research? Yeah, so I'm doing this as my master's project. So we're aiming to get 200 people in, and so far we're about halfway through. How long does the study go for? Um, so 14 weeks overall, 12 weeks for the intervention itself, the brain intervention. First you go to nutrition, so you're doing like the things that are related to cardiovascular health, testing for exercise, testing for your blood lipids, so testing how much um, cholesterol is in the blood, and also testing for endothelial health, so how thick your vessels, blood vessels are. And then you come over here and do the cognitive testing. Um, and then we give you the bread, which has the dietary nutrients in it that's part of the intervention across 12 weeks. Then you come back again during those 12 weeks to do two more visits, doing the same testing again. The tests that we're using are assessing pretty much standard cognitive functions that tend to be assessed. Uh, they, they vary quite a bit, starting with some very basic functions like sensory motor functioning. For example, you see something and you respond by pressing a key. Um, On to more complex functioning, what psychologists refer to as executive functions, which is basically looking at people's ability to impose strategic control over their thinking. So not just straightforward things like see something and press a button, but to be able to strategically respond in a more complex way that involves some sort of voluntary control over it. So what's so special about the bread that's being used? One of the conditions, it's uh, lower in salt than normal. So a reduced sodium intake uh, should hopefully have some positive effects, uh, not just on your blood supply system, but also on your brain functioning. Um, another intervention relates to um, hazelnuts. So there's hazelnuts, so that there's a supplement in the bread. And again, we hope to be able to see some sort of benefits, not just, again, related to, say, the cardiovascular system, but also related to cognitive functioning. And um, the third one is uh, beetroot. So beetroot is added in, which might sound like a slightly unusual uh, (laughs) addition, but it is known now that uh, beetroot is very good for you. (laughs) And a number of supplementation studies have already shown benefits, including in relation to cognitive performance. So what are the actual things in the nuts and in the beetroot that 
you think are providing some benefit? The nut bread will be high in unsaturated fats, and uh, that should improve the functioning of your vascular system or your your blood supply system, which of course also supplies your brain, which is where I come in. <laughs> Beetroot is high in nitrate. It's good for endothelial function, it's good for um, lowering blood pressure, and it's through quite a complex pathway to do with um, converting nitrogen to nitrate and then to nitrogen oxide. And these have been shown um, in like fMRI studies that if people who have had um, beetroot juice so a lot of studies, rather than using bread, which is quite a new technique, have actually um, used beetroot juice. And they found that consuming a lot of beetroot juices actually results in um, more blood flow in different areas of the brain. And that's, um, there's also some cognitive studies that are suggesting that beetroot juice and now beetroot bread um, can have similar kind of benefits through the nitrogen pathways. Overseas there has been studies with beetroot and also nuts mainly like walnuts and the Mediterranean diet showing that there is benefits of like undertaking a diet like that um, impacting cognitive health and brain health in a positive way. So it would be nice to see that in our sample size anyway, especially that we have healthy adults as well. It would be nice to see that. We don't know yet if we'll see improvements in cognitive functioning, but reducing your salt intake should also lower your risk factor for having a stroke. So even if we don't see cognitive functions, there would be a huge benefit to reducing salt intake in, pe in people's diets. So each person in your study gets assigned one kind of bread? Yes. They'll come in and they'll test, um, first of all, whether they'd like the breads, and then they'll get randomly assigned one of those four breads. We're hoping that they can consume four to six slices of that bread per day over the 12 weeks. So we've got bread with reduced salt, we've got bread with hazelnuts, we've got breads with beetroot, is that it? Yes. Uh, no, so the important point about the study is that we're comparing um, each of these different breads to a control bread. Um, so a control bread is, I think you can buy it at New World, it's a white plain bread, and we want to see whether one or more of these intervention breads will result in potentially cognitive improvements or brain functioning improvements compared to the control. And this isn't a case of eating more bread on top of what you ordinarily eat? No. So like the participants we have are already eating quite a lot of bread, so four to six slices on average is the criteria for getting into the study. The nutrition department picked bread for putting the um, nutrients in, um, as opposed to other studies where they've used juice or just eating beetroot or eating hazelnuts or just eating low sodium because bread is like an economical way for people to include nutrients in their diet um, because bread is a staple item that most people eat. If you could include nutrients already in something that you already eat, that would be another way of introducing more nutrients into your diet that are shown to sh like have improvements on your cardiovascular and brain health. Yeah. I think part of the idea there also is to um, try to make an alteration in something that already is a habit rather than trying to encourage someone to form a new habit. Uh, so they can just simply replace something that they already do with something that's slightly different, either with lower salt or a small supplement in it. We also want to see what people think of the breads. So one of the things in the nutrition department that they're doing is um, testing for how much they like each of the breads. So it's like, it's all good and well that we could supplement these, but we also want to make sure the bread tastes good. I've tried the breads and I think that they're definitely palatable, so hopefully <laughs> other people think so too. It'll actually be quite interesting to see whether we see benefits uh, in the younger uh, participants because um, as we grow older, 
of course, our brain starts to degenerate, and cognitive functioning doesn't work quite as well, unfortunately. So there should be some more room for improvement in the older adults. Uh, so it would be quite interesting if we do actually see some improvements in the young adults. Some of the research uh, that my lab's already looked into related to lifestyle choices have found relationships between uh, levels of engagement and physical activity and cognitive functioning in the young adults. Uh, so it would be interesting to see if an, a dietary intervention could also uh, afford some benefits on that front. So tell me a bit more about that exercise intervention because you did see a positive result we did. exercise in younger people, which you hadn't really expected. We, uh, yes, that's right. It was, it was a surprise, but I should point out it wasn't an intervention. So it was a cross-sectional study. Uh, and so we saw uh, interrelationships between how often people engage in physical activity and how well they function on a cognitive level. Uh, so it remains to be seen whether an intervention in that age group would show some similar benefits in those cognitive functions. But certainly from the correlative study so far, it does seem like it's a good idea to get out and do some exercise. It will make you think more sharply. Uh, yes, so far that's definitely the way it's looking. And there have been studies from overseas as well that are pointing in that same direction, even in healthy young adults. There's a lot more research to go, but it looks like it's not just your grandparents that need to get out there and exercise, but young adults should be as well. And is that to do with just extra oxygen in the brain? One of the things that we found was that the people who exercised more regularly did have higher levels of oxygen in their brain. And we also found in a separate study that people who exercised more regularly had better um, regulation of their blood flow so that they were able to maintain more optimal conditions with respect to oxygenation. So it's hardly surprising, I guess, neurons are extremely hungry for oxygen. <laughs> Once they start firing, they need a lot of it. So I guess it's not that surprising that you could see a relationship there. But at the same time, it kind of was surprising in the healthy young adults. We weren't really expecting, given that they're, they're already at their peak developmentally in terms of, um, well, both brain development as well as optimal cognitive functioning, it was sort of surprising that there would be enough room for improvement. But it looks like there may be. That was psychologist Liana Machado, and you also heard research assistant Laura Thompson and master student Phoebe Naldoza Drake, and they're all from the University of Otago. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, you can find more stories on our webpage, radionz.co.nz forward slash Our Changing World. Matewa.